Welcome into We Are SC. Welcome into Four Downs. This is Eric McKinney, joined by Greg Katz. Uh, Greg, we are looking at USC going up on the weekender to Cal for maybe maybe the last time. Seems like the last time as conference rivals here. 110th meeting. Uh, this is the team USC has played more than any other program. And Trojans looking to right their ship a little bit and send this rivalry out in a positive direction for USC. This is the number 22 in the coaches poll, 24 in the AP poll. Trojans six and two, uh, this year going to Cal three and four. Cal coming off a bye week, but also a sort of demolition at the hands of, of a Utah team that USC just played close. Let's jump into first down here, and and that's with that USC offense on the field for you. When you're watching that, what's the one thing that you're looking for on Saturday, 1 p.m. kick uh, up there at Berkeley when USC's offense is on the field? Well, aside from how many people will be sitting up in tight wide hill overlooking getting a free view of the game, I'm going to be looking at that Cal defense and seeing if they are in the same defense that the previous teams that SC's played in the last four games. And what kind of alerts me or gives me a little bit of hesitation is they've had two weeks to get that defense right. And uh, there's been no sense that SC has been able to understand that defense or they understand it, but they can't help themselves. They have to pass. They just have to do it because I want to be able to do it. And it all falls on, and this is kind of a good thing, it all falls on the shoulders of Lincoln Riley. He's the offensive coordinator. He doesn't have to send any messages to anybody. He is the messenger. So what is he going to do? SC's in a position now where they can't afford to lose to anything or anybody. One more loss. Now, look, you can lose to Washington or Oregon and say, well, we played the best two teams in the conference and we didn't win. You drop a game to Cal and put yourself out of the position to at least have a puncher's chance to get in the Pac-12 title game. This is a huge game for SC. And, uh, you know, just to set kind of the, Eric, a little bit of the, the table here, you know, Cal's defense, which is traditionally not bad under uh, Justin Wilcox, former defensive coordinator at SC there, they're number eight in overall defense in the Pac-12 conference, right? And SC's number two in offense. Uh, but you have to say to yourself, look what SC did in the second, in the fourth quarter against Colorado. Look what SC did against Arizona State, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to where we are today with Utah. And that, I don't think you take anything for granted. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. You talked about Cal's defensive numbers in the Pac 12, just running down kind of the whole thing. Number 110 nationally in scoring 101 in passing defense, 88 in total defense. Like these are not numbers that we typically see from Cal Cal now having to play without Jackson sermon right in the middle of that defense. And that's a huge hole for them. Utah. And I, I know this changes based on last week, but Utah went into that Cal game, not being able to score on anybody and they ran wild against Cal. And I, I know we're not comparing Cal's defense to USC's defense, but if that Utah offense can run up the score and put up big plays against the, the Cal defense, you certainly assume 
the USC defense can do the same thing against the Cal defense. I'm, I'm right in line with you base, basically not a, a player or a type of play or even run pass for me. It's Cal has had two weeks. They've had a buy to look at this. Do you think question to you is USC's offense going to see the Cal defense that they have seen on film previously? I would say that the Cal defense will be exactly what SC's seen in the last, at least a portion of it, a half of it, because if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. And SC has proven either through stubbornness or just they can't get it done. Uh, you know, I, I, I think when you have two weeks to prepare for somebody, you're going to at least give them a best good shot in the first half. That's for sure. And, and I think that's my point where what we've heard from USC players and coaches a little bit is they they didn't do what was on film right like what they've done throughout the year all of a sudden it looked different and they're giving us different looks and it's kind of to the point now where it's if you don't if you don't expect that you're not prepping yourself well to play anybody at this point that cal defense you have to assume is going to look like the notre dame defense did and look like the utah defense did it's not going to look like the Cal defense did against Utah or against some of its previous opponents. So that to me is what I'm, I'm watching is can USC's offense find that answer quickly? Can they figure out, okay, this is, this is what they're doing. This is what's going to work against that and actually go to that over and over and over. If it's, if it's the pass, if somehow Cal is doing something where passing lanes are open or quick throws or screens or that kind of thing, and you can do that and take advantage of it, that's fine. But if you're just throwing to throw and forcing it, and we see the same kind of disjointed wide receivers aren't blocking in the screen game, there's weird timing with receivers, you then then you got to change that up and you got to go somewhere else. It's been, it feels like it's been kind of slow to do that offensively where it's not always taking what's there. And it's not always saying, look, we can, we can run the ball for three, four yards of carry. And let's just go with that for now. It, it, it has felt forced and disjointed. So I think that's it for me, the USC offense, what, what's the feel and is there kind of a, a problem finding ability in this one because the Cal defense has been bad, but the coaches are fine. The coaches are going to come up with a game plan. They're going to have some wrinkles. They're going to do some stuff that is designed to give what USC wants to do offensively, some problems. So USC's offense and Caleb Williams too, he's got a shoulder. Some of that when they give him a bunch of, you know, decisions to make in the RPO game and, and all of that got to be the right ones and, and got to carry it out. We'll go to second down here. That's when the USC defense goes on the field. So flip things. Greg, what are you looking for when the when that defense is on the field? Oh, boy. Well, you know, I don't have a lot of confidence in the defense, especially uh, after what we saw against Utah. I mean, it's almost like just roll out the ball, and uh, if you just keep hammering away, we'll figure it out, and they'll, they're going to collapse. I mean, when you look at Cal's offense, it's not exactly, uh, you know, a juggernaut. It's uh, also number nine offensively in the conference. 
but they have the one strength that is the SC weakness, and that's the running game. They've got Jaden Ott, who's uh, maybe as good a running back as there is in the conference. He's only a sophomore. He's from L.A. area. And, boy, we know what happens when the uh, running game gets going against SC. Everything becomes vulnerable. I mean, you could say that's true of most teams, but, you know, in SC it's particular. And uh, it's a scary thought because, you you know, we we could all say that, look, at Utah's offense is ranked number 11 in the conference going into this weekend. Think about that. 11. How many points did they score against USC? I mean, and SC really was in the game because of a – uh, a pick six by Caleb Bullock. My goodness. And this is a big game for Cal. There'll be a lot of people there. It's, I think it's their Joe Roth game, as they always do against SC. You know, it's the last game in a big, as you mentioned, the tradition of so many years having, you know, had this. You know, I have a lot of nervous energy going. If the SC again doesn't get out to a lead in the first couple of, you know, first quarter get you know 14 to nothing or something like that and it starts getting into be a slug fest you know what i think we've all learned that if it goes into that fourth quarter there's going to be some really tight uh, throats out there because sc like i said they can't afford to lose to the bears under any circumstances and uh you know it's gonna be a lot of pressure on caleb number one jade not the running back that's who i'm watching when, when USC's defense is on the field, that's it. And, and Cal has a couple running backs and they'll use both of them. But we knew and we talked about going into that Utah game, those two running backs, Sione Vaki, Jaquin and Jackson, you had to stop them. And they combined for, I, I think 335 yards of offense in that game. You have to stop Jaden Ott in this game. And that's it. If Cal's quarterback, right, retro freshman Francisco Mendoza, if he throws it all over the place and their receivers are making plays and pulling down 50-50 balls and and they're running everywhere, okay, that's fine. You cannot let Jaden Ott beat you in this game. You just you just can't. You have to load up on him in the passing game. You can't give him really good matchups. He caught seven passes for 70 yards against uh, USC last year. He hasn't been as much of a receiving threat, but he did just have a long touchdown catch and run against Utah two weeks ago. So he can do it out there. If he gets favorable matchups, Cal will get him the ball through the air and they're going to give him the ball a bunch on the ground. I think you now, saw Eric, Eric, let me ask you a question since yeah. you brought it up. Yeah. What are the odds that we're going to see Jaden Ott in a wheel route uh this game do you do you think it's a possibility they'll at least do it once or twice i i think they'll give him a shot i think they'll <laughs> give him a shot at it yes yes so but but he's the guy he's the guy he can't go for 200 yards in this game you just you just can't let him you have to be okay one-on-ones outside and cal's receivers are they're fine they're fine the cal cal has some talent in the skill positions if the quarterback beats you, you live with it. Jade not can't beat you. That that's all I'm watching is you cannot let him pile up yards. And it's going to be fascinating. Again, we're talking about the USC defense. Bear Alexander can't play in the first half of this game. So USC is going to have to do it against Jaden Ott early without Bear Alexander, who has been 
I think by far the best defensive lineman for USC in terms of causing havoc and, and throwing off running lanes and all of that. So those guys, you know, Stanley and Dijon Benton, uh, Keon bars, those guys in the middle there, Tyrone Tulaney, they're going to have to really step up and play really well early as Cal certainly is going to kind of want to set the tone with bear Alexander, not in there. No, I think you make it, you make some good points. And if I'm Fernando Mendoza, red shirt freshman, all I do is take a look at what, uh, Utah quarterback did the week before unheralded quarterback, the pig farmer, as they refer to him as, well, if I'm Fernando uh, Mendoza, I'm saying, you know what, that, that brings me a lot of confidence. If he can do it, I can certainly do it. You know, do we know, does he have any ranching or, or farming in his background to, to get a sense of how worried we should be? We're going to have to check the press guide on that one. <laughs> that should be a note in there now for all opposing quarterbacks. Agriculture will be the death of the Trojans. But he can he can run a little bit. There's some design runs. What Utah did with Bryson Barnes there will certainly be on the radar for those Cal coaches. He's not – the quarterback here is not a phenomenal athlete, but he'll pick up some yards and, and he'll scramble a bit, a bit. And quarterbacks have hurt. USC doing that, even kind of the the non-running quarterbacks. So again, a, another thing to watch when USC is out there on defense. All right, let's go to third down here. And as always, that that's uh, with the help of our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the simplest form of real money daily fantasy. Pits you against the numbers. Whether you're a fantasy sports nut or a casual fan looking to add some excitement to the games, Prize Picks is the perfect game for you. Go to prizepicks.com or download the app. Enter promo code SC. Make sure you enter that promo code SC. Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. What you do is you pick two to six players and you can win up to 25 times your money. With those two to six players, you're going to pick more or less in terms of the number given. And we'll give you a look, Greg. Let's go ahead and take a look at what I'm going with this week. And it's been, I'll admit, it's been a bit of a slide here. As <laughs> I don't think any of us can kind of put our finger on the pulse of this team right now and get a real sense over sort of what's going on um, offensively or defensively. So I started with Jaden Ott. I said USC has got to figure out how to stop him. I think that Cal feeds him enough so that he goes more than that 74.5 rushing yards number. I think we had Jaquindon Jackson in here last week, and I think it was around the same number went over and and he cleared that pretty easily. I'm going to go Taj Washington again. I think it was maybe a couple weeks ago. He's been, he's been kind of the consistent target for Caleb Williams, that that more there is 65 and a half. And he, he only hasn't hit that in three games. And he's been close in one of those at 61. He's coming off 112 yards uh, against Utah, a couple deep balls. And, and I think he maybe settles that passing game a little bit for Caleb Williams. And then kind of, kind of waiting for this one to pop up. But Caleb Williams, 0.5 interceptions. And I went less. I think it is a key in this one, playing on the road, playing with some some maybe concerns about the offense. You had five turnovers against Notre Dame. You had a big, big one against Utah with a fumble. I think USC in this one 
does what they can to kind of keep a clean sheet with turnovers and Caleb does not throw an interception. So he goes less on those interceptions. Curious about, about your take on any of those. So that's kind of Cal running game and USC passing game we have in terms of those numbers. Well, based, I think, on your excellent evaluation of it, I think Ott is definitely going to have uh, more than uh, 74 yards rushing. Uh, I think Washington has proven to be the big play receiver at this point. And you look at his statistics, how can you not say more, right? So it gets down to Caleb Williams, who's, you know, have, having some challenges here in his second year after his post-Heisman Trophy winning year. I'm going to say he won't throw one. Uh, but it won't shock me if he does throw one or even two. Uh, but I'm going to go that he's going to play a clean game and he's going to do well because if he doesn't, you'd really have to say it's got to be in his head now. There's just no way that he could have a another game where it's a turnover, uh, especially by interception. Uh, he knows what's at stake, but you hate to think that last year he played kind of freewheeling, so he didn't feel a lot of pressure. Now he's been, I think he's been sacked enough times that he's not fully concentrating on look what he's looking at. And I think even just throwing, when you watch him and he throws off his back foot, he's forcing it. He's trying to make it happen rather than let it happen. And when he tries to make it happen, that's when the interceptions can come. But, you know, I mean, Wilcox isn't a, a dummy. He's a good defensive coordinator. That's his bread and butter. So he's going to try to set up, uh, Caleb Williams and and give him looks that he thinks are open. You know, maybe someone's going to spy it uh, and, uh, you know, step in the lane when you go, well, where'd he come from? So, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll stay optimistic and say that he won't throw an interception. How's that? Yeah. You can tell me next week that in your mind, this whole time, you've actually been thinking he's definitely going to throw one, but just wanted to decide with me to be nice. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> it's the All whole right. spirit. Let, let's go to fourth down here. Uh, and that's kind of our, our number, our stat, the one, the one that you're looking at that you think is going to be key in this one. What do you have this week? Well, you know what? I, I don't want to, you know, if it's not, like I said before, if it's not broken, don't, you know, don't try to fix it. I'm still going to say 25. I'm going to say that Cal cannot score more than 25 points. Last week, I, I, maybe I got a little uh, lucky there. I said that, uh, you know, Utah could not score more than 25 points or the Trojans would be in it. Uh, I didn't necessarily think they'd get upset or they'd lose, but it would become a real difficult situation. It would be a ball game in the fourth quarter. It was uh, what Utah scored 34 points. And the uh, truth was without uh, Caleb Williams or Caleb Bullock's uh, interception, the SC offense wasn't exactly, uh, you know, burning the place down, so to speak, but, I still think it's 25 points. If Cal gets 25 points, I don't care how they get it, but if they get 25 points and they go into that fourth quarter, you don't know. Although I will say this, that, uh, you know, uh, Dennis Lynch has been a really pleasant surprise, you know, because you figured, you know, he could be the difference between winning and losing, and he hasn't been the difference, really. Uh, I mean, he's really come through in all sorts of environments now, so – I have a lot of confidence in him, but they they need to make sure that um, they're not in the fourth quarter, you know, and all of a sudden you look up and go, oh, Cal's got 35 points. You know, I don't know if it'd be shocking, but you can't <laughs> allow it to happen. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So I, I've got two numbers. 
one of them is number one, and that's number one on both sides. That's that's Jaden Ott for Cal, and I talked a lot about him, but I think he's I think he's so key to kind of what Cal could do and what has hurt USC, especially the last couple weeks that I, I think it's worth talking about him again. But then the flip side is, is Zachariah branch for USC Cal special teams have not been good. They gave up a punt return touchdown to Roma Dunze at, at Washington. Uh, not good really at, at kick coverage or at punt coverage. Justin Wilcox talked about how good Zachariah branch is and all the coaches know and then game time comes and I don't know, they forget and they punt to him. So we'll see. We'll see if he gets a shot. But I think he, you know, the the touchdown run against Utah wasn't anything where he had to really show a lot of, you know, what he could do athletically, kind of a walk-in thing. But he gives USC that spark. And, and I wouldn't be surprised maybe if he got the ball in his hands a little bit more in this one to see if you could get kind of some cheap yards where he makes a couple guys miss and then he goes on a play where USC talks all the time about we don't have 11 guys doing the right thing. Well, if you get the ball to him, you may only need two guys doing the right thing and you you can do pretty well. So those two guys giving their teams a, a big spark in this one, I think is key. And then the other number is seven. Cal has seven sacks as a team coming into this game they have not been great at getting after the quarterback and bringing them down Xavier Carlton is an outside linebacker edge rusher and he was the the guy that USC offensive line coach Josh Henson pointed to pretty quickly as you know that that's a guy that jumps out stands out and 66270 on the edge and and gives tackles some problems but he has two sacks this year and so you look at it overall again Jack, Jackson Sermon has one of those sacks and he's not going to play on Saturday so this is not a team that has really done a great job in bothering the quarterback that has to be good for USC US USC has to take advantage of this offensive line again kind of a new look line on the right side, Mason Murphy at right guard and and Jarrett Kingston kicking out to right tackle. They've got to make sure that Caleb Williams is comfortable in that pocket. You talked about kind of fading back and throwing off his back foot. There's times where it feels like the play's there and he wants a bigger play, but there's also times where you can tell he's still feeling pass rush that was there kind of consistently for big chunks of the season when it's there, when it's not there, it there's times where it feels like Caleb Williams just just feels it. And so if the USC offensive line can make sure that he doesn't feel it and he has the time he needs, I think that goes a long way in terms of getting everybody comfortable a little bit and going on time and in rhythm with this offense. So we'll see. We We can talk a lot about this team. And then it turns out kickoff happens. And then we find out what USC team is taking the field. Is it, is it the team at Boulder that rolled Colorado for a half and then fell asleep? Is it the team at the Coliseum against Arizona that forgot to come out of the sideline until the second quarter? Don't know at this point. The, the hope again always is that they know what's ahead and that they still do have an opportunity for some big, big wins 
this year it was always set up like this. So we'll see if they can kind of right the ship, stop this two-game losing streak, maintain a, a ranking by going up to Berkeley and beating a Cal team that, again, is coming off a bye but should not pose a huge threat. But a few teams this year have have fallen in that category. So we will see everybody after that. Enjoy watching the Trojans uh, take on the Golden Bears for maybe the last time in a while. Hopefully not. Hopefully we can keep some of these kind of in-state rivalries going. But for Greg Katz, this is Eric McKinney. Thanks for watching We Are SC. Thanks for watching Four Downs. Enjoy USC Cal Saturday afternoon.